Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine Podcast Radio. You're about to listen to an episode of Through the Tech Vine. So be quiet, pay attention, and get inspired. There is one truth that is not told enough. Technology is not magic, but it can be magical. Technology is human. It is part of who we are, our evolution, our future. Will it be a dystopian or utopian one? Well, that is up to us and nobody else. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Blue Lava is the first business platform for CISOs to manage their security program. Blue Lava guides security leaders to effectively measure, optimize, and communicate their security program with confidence and ease in one platform. Learn more at bluelava.net. Look at that. Who's there? Hello. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. knock. <laughs> Am I here? You're there. It, it always catches me listening to the intro, Marco. Dystopian or utopian? Yeah. I, I, I have a... I get have on, a, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that, too. I'm thankful now, that it's a very long up, intro. Because <laughs> I was, I was you, still you looking for news. my news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's become a, a really bad habit of uh, running late on my news. But I think I have a good one. It could All be right. utopia or dystopia. It's usually know. the case. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the center of both, right? The center. Well, <laughs> or neither. <laughs> yeah. Or all the you, above. You go left, you go right, or you, you hit in the tree, right it's in the middle. Dystopian for some is utopia for others. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's trash is somebody's treasure. Is that what it is? Are we, are we going to go an hour like this? Or? Let's do it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, the orange, orange is the new black. Bitter is the new black. Better be safe than sorry. 50s and new 30s. I don't know. I'm making crap up now. Oh, my God. This is a good start. Good start. <laughs> Dude, Love it. What, what episode is that? What? As you're giving numbers away, oh, like, geez. you're giving the, the Somehow I got, I got tasked with... Uh, well, I kind of tasked myself with it. So I have no idea what the number is. 35, I think. Yeah, 35. 35. Let's go with that. Yeah. Episode and it's a 35. special number. They're all it's special the best number, number I it's think. It's the best one. <laughs> and the, the guest makes the number. That's right. It's a special, it's a good one because we have a guest and we love having guests. Yeah. It takes a lot of pressure out of just, you know, being the three of us, which I enjoy. Don't get me wrong. But having a guest, is, it brings a new perspective to things. So, Sean, let's start with that. It's 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 uh, your invitation this time, and uh, we'll let you do the honor. You know, um, I, I won't do a justice of all the stuff he's done, but I mean, we met many many years ago. I think we even worked at the same place before we met, uh, and uh, we've we've stayed in touch over the years. And I consider him a great friend, Eric Scow. Good to be on the show, man. Thank you. Good, good to have you on. Thank you for having me to this this um, this event, this thing, this friendship. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, it has been a long it has been a long road, and I think we did um, interact at a certain company, uh, yellow and black, That's for right. some time when we were not even. And then we went to yeah, 
but it's been a it's been a really fun um and uh super interesting and you know there's some people that i always like really lean on and appreciate people that you can not talk to for like a year or so and then when you do there's no like guilt or why didn't you call there's just right back into exactly where you were like as if i was you know on the next generation enterprise just beam me there baby and uh, it's great it's been and you're one of those people man so i appreciate it yeah feelings mutual feelings mutual yeah and i know you uh you keep busy and uh you have you have uh, a family and and uh lots of fun stuff going on we're not going to get into all that but uh, i i just know that that uh, you're, you're a busy guy and you do a lot of good stuff and and you uh care deeply for your family and and uh it's a pleasure pleasure having you on to talk tech today man love it tech love tech it. for good through the tech, tech for line. good it's been a it's been a big piece of my world for right so yeah. yes yeah and there's that good word in there too <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or when we, uh, when we cross we won't, paths, we won't give well. that away. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's yellow and black, and then there's good. Yeah. Good but old, maybe it wasn't so good. good Who knows? Good yeah. crack. Good crack. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, good. It's good. We're gonna have to look at our profiles to figure out what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> it's good to have the. It's good to have the good in there. Uh, that's right. You know. Uh, yeah. That's all it was. It was just. Yeah. <laughs> but also in tech. It was just good. Tech for yes. good. Tech I love it. Yes. And Diana, I know that we have something planned with you about a panel that talks about tech for good. And oh, uh, right. That's right. That, yeah. So here you go again. It's uh, right. tech and good. <laughs> and uh, but I like to think that tech and good. And then I put a question mark there, maybe an exclamation point, like tech for good. Uh, upside down question huh? mark. What? Uh, okay. There's always that dystopia utopia, right, Sean? That's it. The unintended consequences. Yeah, we, it, it, it seems good, but then somehow there's a cascade effect and maybe, you know, there's a downside to it. Yeah. Are we circling back to this? Is it tech for good or good for tech? Or is it, uh, good for tech. tech. <laughs> it's good for the, I, I good think for, it's the, exactly good for the investors in tech. It's often the case. <laughs> but but is where you start with. Do you start with tech or do you start with good? Yes. I don't think that's 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 very philosophical, Diana. Very. Which came, very. which came first? <laughs> no, I mean that that's exactly it, right? Are you trying to solve a problem for society and then using tech to do it, or are you just kind of oh, I can use this cool tech? And, yeah, and uh, then to find the good of it. I think right. it's better if we start with the good. Or if if good is defined as makes a lot of money, right? <laughs> that may not. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a post-capitalist society. Def like definition of good. Society, definition so. of good. Definition of technology. Yeah. We can always question too. A shovel, right? Used for Wait, good. A shovel is technology. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. It's not digital technology, but it's still technology. Yeah, you're right. It was. It not was new, extraordinarily new innovative us. in its time. I prefer a shovel over my fingers. I can tell you that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Most of the time, I prefer a screwdriver over my fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work. Yeah. So did it, did it when come first? To, when you start to get into electrical, I prefer the tools many times over my fingers. <laughs> did it come first, the screw or the screwdriver? Yes. Oh. No, it had to be the screw. I'm pretty sure. Question. Yeah. I think so because they're probably manual screws, right? And then, yeah. and then they decided, oh, we can make these smaller. And 
But how how will we screw them in? <laughs> Today, whatever you guys say, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask some stupid question like this one. That's that's my thing for today. So get ready. Get ready for that. I love it. Yes. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. I am very ready. So oh I'm about God. to hang a new chandelier. It's an old antique chandelier. It has five bulbs. How many people is it gonna take to hang a chandelier with five bulbs? That's the question. Can I do it on my own? We'll see. How many Sean Martins does it take? <laughs> How many, How many are available? That's what I want to know. Could you, have, right. you know, I would, you know, I might ask a few people. I might ask. Get some help. There's, there's no shame in that, Sean. There is ask. no shame. How yeah. high is it going? Too, that's, that's the trick. You need to, be, to stabilize. Nearly the ten foot ceiling. So. Oh. Okay. It's a high cut ladder, sta ladder stabilization. Yeah. Uh, have, you ever, have you ever seen that video of the guy that puts a drone and it put a light bulb upside down on the top of the drone and then he flies the drone up to the to the uh, to the to the plug and then he, he make the drone spin and he pretty much put the light bulb. <laughs> so he changed the light bulb with the drone. Nice. Now I don't think you're gonna do that with a chandelier unless you know <laughs> very That's professional an impressive drone <laughs> skill. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's yeah. very lazy yeah. too. Like that's you know. That's like right. Really lazy. <laughs> but, but lazy in a I really am lazy. specific way because like to actually, if you've ever tried to fly a drone, I mean to to get that level of precision that it could actually screw the light bulb in, that person practiced. So. Well, this is the point of my shovel. The shovel is technology. It's a tool. You use it not not because you're lazy, but because you can do something different better faster bigger stronger i don't know i've done a lot with a shovel there's no way i could do it with my hands but don't, do you hide you a lot that... of bodies is that uh, it? <laughs> i'm not gonna start counting no okay <laughs> that would be crude <laughs> yeah you wonder why, why did you bring up the shovel yeah you, you seem you seem fixated you seem fixated, I'm fixated on, the shovel. on shovels i'm fixated no, i worked for a landscape company so that was the first thing Landscape construction, that was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, uh, digging okay. digging holes for plants and sprinklers. And, and where I'm not going to say the name, but where you're living today, it's it's more shovel, not so much more like um, you need like some other tool because of the amount of concrete. <laughs> Jackhammer. Yeah, or, or, or a snow shovel. Yeah, something like that. I think snow shovel is going to be in yeah, order this weekend, I think. Yeah. Or for your dog's scoopers. Hmm. Scooper. <laughs> you can scoop yes. with a drone, right? And then <laughs> that's yeah, what we that's need. Another good yes. one. Dog yes. pooper scooper drone. Right. I'm, gonna, yes. I'm gonna find that news. I'm gonna bring it next time. And here's the thing: then you don't have to pick it up real time. You go home, and then you have the the drone come back later and get it. <laughs> I, I love that. I mean, that's, yes. You, you just leave a beacon on it, and yeah. then and a then beacon. the drone goes and pick it up. And exactly. if you take it away, so we go hiking with our dogs a lot. And I don't know why, but you're not supposed to leave poop in the forest, like, you know, which would decompose and create fertilizer and everything. You have to pick it up in a plastic bag and carry it out with you. So this is what we do. But we got tired of, of carrying these poop bags for miles and miles. So we got this little little knapsack for one of our dogs. So he carries them out. But if we had a yes. drone... <laughs> yeah, you did it. You're gonna carry it exactly. 
the dog in charge. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's your thing. It's your thing. But see, look how many ideas we already had about improving something. Yeah. You know, like, so technology, it, it comes from necessity most of the time. Because you're not just carrying a shovel and bury it. I'm going to bring back the shovel. <laughs> I'm obsessed with shovels today. Let's see how many times I can bring the shovel up in this conversation. <laughs> it makes me think about the... <laughs> The, the the good the bad and the ugly the movie where it, where it says you know there's there's two kind of men the man with the shovel and <laughs> and the man that uh, make you shovel so you you oh dig or was something like that i don't know probably I'm probably the what the the basement like you know an arsenic and old lace and you go down there there's just the mounds of dirt <laughs> Oh, boy. So, Sean, is there uh, news I'm, about shovels? It is going to be. I'm going to have to find one now. <laughs> Pending a fine picture for myself. With, they, the, help, with like the help of my so-called friends. Automatic yeah. shovels now that are kind of like little handheld snowblower-y things. Yeah. So, So, talking about improvement, don't you guys ever feel like why they haven't invented this thing yet it, it's just so you know the technology you know the technology is there but nobody actually had that idea of like hey i could i could transform it into this or is it always something that has to be connected to like a business plan or anything like that. I mean, the, the inventor, that's where I want to go. Like the guy that can think like, yeah, I'm going to take this drone. I'm going to put a, a little scooper and, <laughs> and I'm going to make it do the job. Like, I, I don't know. How do ideas come? I, I'm wondering. Well, years ago, Mark, you know, I was looking at uh, when I built the uh, the community shopping, community shopper app. I was deep into uh, wasting money on patents. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go. Not a good hobby. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good hobby whatsoever. Uh, but I saw a lot of patents. And uh, there's a lot of stuff there. You're like, I've never seen any of this. <laughs> this, this isn't commercially available in, in anything, yet, yet it's there and it's, it's a thought and it exists and it was novel and it's been granted a patent. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've, we've talked about this market where it's, well, there's probably many things to talk about here, but it's a combination of things. So that patent may be hidden in something else and you just don't know it, or uh, it's waiting for the right combination of something else to come along to pair with it, to, to make it commercially uh, viable. But Which I think is, I think that, that um, is probably, well, I don't know. Like there's that, that as a path is probably more likely than others, which is you come up with something and then people kind of, for lack of a better term, riff off that thing and yeah. say, wow, that, you know what I could do with that? We could do a lot of things with that. And um, and the people that come up with like cool applications or use cases maybe didn't, maybe would have never come up with the original idea. Um, and so I think there's, there's things that I, yeah, I think there's people that kind of take certain things and then go with it and say, you know, I love that idea, um, but there's there's a lot of different applications which maybe the person who was the originator never would have thought of. They just had this original, like you know, issue with one thing that drove them to 
create a solution, but then the app, you know, the applications are endless if you start to do the, the riff. So, yeah. I um, wonder about if, if patents and I always, when I'm advising founders, I always say, pull the provisional right now, protect your idea. If it's a unique idea and then, you know, go deep into the patents like Sean did, but but I do wonder sometimes if it can stop innovation too. Because if somebody says, oh, somebody's done it before, but they didn't do it in, in an effective way or they never got funding for it. So now that idea kind of gets locked up. And sometimes when we open them, like it's a wonderful life, right? When the copyright ran out, everybody it failed in the theaters. It would have just disappeared. But when the copyright ran out and stations that were desperate for money started running it, people were like, oh, no, that's a cool Christmas movie. Let's, And it became a, a classic. So if, yeah. if some of these patents ran out, maybe some ideas would get freed so people could riff. You know, I, I'll, I'll say that the, one of the reasons, well, many reasons, but one reason I didn't keep pushing with my uh, with my company, my application, was the idea that uh, maybe I am crossing <laughs> on somebody's patent, and who knows what might might come of that down the road. I know there was, I haven't heard of it as much lately, but I know there were patent trolls. Just the whole sole yeah. purpose in life was go out and see if there's anything that looks or smells or sounds like what we've created. And if it does sue the hell out of them. Um, and hopefully there's some money there, but if you're on the, the other end of that, you still have to put up money to protect yourself, even if it's not true. We're talking right. about the wrong way to, to, to fuel innovation. Yeah. That was my <laughs> you point. Do, yeah. You do exactly right. the opposite. So in a way, what I'm thinking is it so that the, the patent office may be the place where the idea goes to die, you know, kind of like the cemetery <laughs> of ideas. But I love what Diana said, where think about open source, right? What if ideas were open source? Because you need an idea, as Eric, you said, you, you build on an idea, you make it better. That's how, that's how yeah. the history of humanity is. You, I don't know, you get a shovel, but it doesn't have you know, that something, and then you, you add it to it. I don't know. You're the does, expert. Does it, have the, does it have the place for your foot? Exactly. So you you, you build on top of that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this book that it's taken me a while to get through and I won't mention the author, but it's, I try to like balance like books between like books that are for tech, you know, that will help me in my, and then books that are more like either political or whatever. So I try to have this balance and now I'm, I'm trying to finish this one book, but long-winded. <clears throat> the reason that I think it's interesting and might be applicable to this conversation is that it's it's really about, well, it's about a couple of things. The, it's about cloud. It's about accelerations when it comes to the cloud. And it's about, it's about um, using open source as a way to tackle really, really big problems. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things where they paint a really grim picture of things like climate. And then they turn it around and say, well, this author does and says, you know, some of these big problems, just like tech problems, can it doesn't have to be one person with some bright idea. It can be lots of people all jumping in and saying, like, what is, you know, what is good look like in the future? And I think cloud allows us to do that. Open source allows us to do that to solve big problems that seem really sticky and unmovable for one person. But again, it goes back to that idea, like, you know, someone had an idea for whatever, but when you get a bunch of brains kind of working on it yeah. together, and it's and it's not just a bunch of brains in a single company, it's across the, 
you know, the interweb <laughs> and hits every corner of the earth, right? That's when it becomes super powerful and exciting. Like I, I think about that and I think I get a little less depressed about climate. <laughs> I agree. If you ever gone to an escape room and you start seeing like the different people have just, you know, something that seems so intractable to you. Someone else in the group was like, oh, that's easy as pie. But, some, you know, exactly. person, right? you're like, oh, that's exactly. a puzzle. And everyone's like, how did you do that? So it's true. Yeah, our brains are, I think we're, we're better collectively sometimes. You know what is a good example of that? And, and, and it's not the news that I have, and I don't even know if we're going to talk about news here because I, I find already this fascinating conversation. But I was reading about the fact that the, the, the International Space Station is going to be let crash in the Pacific Ocean in, uh, in 31, I believe. In, and it made me really sad. I mean, not that I expected to live forever, although it could, because, you know, you can regenerate it all the time but when i think about that it's where you forgot about culture and difference and you put like different countries together cooperating in the interest of mm. really you know humanity and and that is such a great example and the fact that they're gonna substitute that with within with commercial ventures it kind of made me sad because uh, that, that was a very good example of what humanity can do together. Totally. You know, what's interesting about that is that in the run-up to what's going on with Ukraine and Russia right now, they actually, last weekend, they actually interviewed some, because they were talking about, you know, decommissioning the space station. They actually interviewed some Russian and American astronauts, the ex-astronauts that had been up there to talk about the invasion like how, like, you know, do you think there'll be a war or whatever? And they were asking astronauts to comment on this relationship, which back to your point, Marco, is fascinating, right? It's like, because that thing was like this beacon of, hey, we're together, maybe not on the planet, but maybe up in space. <laughs> so, which is a great metaphor, you know, no what boundaries. What were their comments? Yeah. I mean, what did they, they think about this all? Oh, they just, number one, they were like super, you know, they just felt like, hey, you know, high road. Like, why can't we find a, a path that's that doesn't involve troops and tanks, Yeah, essentially? And like, how, how does that, you know, why are we doing this? And, and prefer kind of, satellites like, and lasers instead. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it really is like, we're still there? Really? I mean, we're still there. We haven't yeah. learned anything yeah. <laughs> from the past. Yeah. War. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot to think about. Although, you know, some people say war is the, what brings innovation, but I, I don't know about that. I have a feeling that if we didn't spend all that money in wars and stuff, we could have probably already been a much better version of, of ourselves. So that's me. So my two, two and a half cents, right, Sean? Two and a half cents. That's all I I thought it was porn that advanced technology in general. Uh, generally, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> So, the two together is, you know, <laughs> right. is driving the economy. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Tank tanks with uh, with uh, what were we talking about? The technology lab projectors. Texas <laughs> projectors. So, tanks okay. with projectors sure. on them. Yeah, just driving sure. around projecting images. Yeah, it's lovely. Uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff gets driven. <laughs> uh, 
Well, this is a great where conversation. Are we, where are we going with that one? What, what are we going now? Is it <laughs> what, what we're supposed to be doing from the All first right. minute, and we we never yeah. do. We always we always say a few minutes of shooting the crap, and then. Uh, but you know what? Right. I'm kind of getting Tradition away with market. not having a news. Tradition, I'm kind of like, I keep feeding the conversation. I might get away with not having one this time. No, I have it. I have it. So, so do I. Right. Oh, I see. Market does have it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the tradition. Tradition. And then, uh, I'm excited to hear what Eric has to say too. Yeah. But Diana first. Diana first. Always. Okay. Um, so mine actually is a little bit on the the dark side. So there's something called the yes. Proteus effect. Have you heard of this? Um, right. And when you go online with an avatar, people start to behave the way and feel the way of the avatar. And it actually carries with them sometimes offline. So in a really positive way, if you're somebody with body dysmorphia and you like your avatar, for example, it may actually help to in, empower you and make you feel more comfortable out in the, or if you, you have an avatar that represents you and it's, 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 re, it's reacted to positively in the metaverse, you can take that with you, you carry that with you. Um, unfortunately, it can go in the other direction too, where people who have really tall and aggressive avatars, then they, they act more aggressively than they normally have been doing offline. And, and then sometimes they ca carry that offline. And the, the dark side here is that the new meta world, which is called Horizon Worlds. Has anybody been into the meta Horizon Worlds beta? No. I have not. I haven't been in there myself either, uh, but I have looked Let's at go. it. it it's kind of, it's, it's interesting. You can, I, you can get to it with Oculus. You, you have Oculus, right? Mm -hmm. Right, Marco? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you can, you can go into Horizon World and it's kind of interesting that avatars don't have like lower halves. They're just kind of like torsos <laughs> and above and they're stylized and it looks like this really sweet and that the, the video for it is hey, come on into the Horizon world. It's this like Zen, wonderful place where you can connect with people. But the dark side and Proteus effect is that a woman from the UK who is a works within um, immersive te an immersive technology company and she has, this is her job, you know, she, she does metaverse research. She wrote a medium blog post talking about that she was sexually harassed and actually raped uh, her avatar inside of Horizon World. So she went in and she was chased and they uh, said very aggressive things to her and ultimately uh, attacked her. And that reading that, I just kind of, my mind got blown because there is this Proteus effect. It, it, we may feel like at first you think it's an avatar, so what? But that can have a real effect on somebody offline. And this just opened a whole world that I had not even thought of, of how do we make sure that we do keep the metaverse a, a, a safe space that it's, it's a place, but also allow it to, to grow naturally. And you know, what do we do um, going forward and how do we protect people? Cause if somebody was uh, psychologically at risk and something like that happened to them, that could be absolutely devastating. So Unfortunately, not a, a, a good, happy story, but I think one that, that I hadn't realized we as a, as a community, as a culture, as people needed to start thinking about to make sure people stayed safe. You know, I think that, uh, yeah. those like those ramifications of that, of the technology and um, the, you know, some of those, the, you know, the implications that happen, especially to folks that maybe not, um, 
are not super familiar with the technology or new to it or don't fully understand, you know, how and and what could could happen. You know, yeah. I, I think it just, you know, there's a, there's a lot that I, I feel like it's that's that's um, kind of in the the genie's bottle that just, you know, instead of like having it come out um, when it's opened in a in a more, let's say, um, uh, you know, in a slow fashion that we can understand and consume, it kind of comes out like, you know, like a waterfall. And, and I think we, we miss a lot of, you know, we, we focus on like a lot of the, the upsides, but we don't really take into account, like all the, the dastardly stuff that, that could happen on the, um, on the dark side of the, of the moon, you know? So it's, you know, it's fascinating. I, I even, you know, I even look at things like, you know, you know, like Instagram and, and how it's like, you know, changed kind of like my kids and their friends and how people show up around that. And, you know, I kind of look at it and go, Oh, look, I was skiing at Bear Valley. Look at me, you know, I'm old and I'm still skiing anyway. But then there's just a whole nother, like there's a, there's a whole nother like area of like really heavy duty inspection and a virtual life that is not necessarily real. And it's not yeah. just like pictures of you, like, you know, on the chairlift, it's more like, it's like, it's things that like people operate and spend an exorbitant amount of time on. And the dark use cases are dark. Yeah. And I can see like this meta, how it's coming quickly and like who really understands it and who's governing that thing. No one. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they, they limited use to 18 and above because I think we've all learned our lesson that we know don't let kids have predators, you know, so it's like that, but, but here's something, you know, adults can harm each other too. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, always, but, go for it, Mark. No, no, Sean, go. I, well, I, I can go just, forever on this. So let, all right, I'll let you. I, no, it, no. it goes you back go. to me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, we've Meta's been a metaverse, not not the company Meta. Metaverse has been something we probably touch on in almost every episode in some way or another. But I always go back to what what's the purpose of these spaces, and because yeah. what what you're describing in in a sense, Diane, is a place that it seems like people are escaping to. So if it's a, if it's a place to escape and be in a world that, that you can't access in the physical space that you're sitting in at the time, um, is where, what are there, should there be boundaries? Um, what are those boundaries? Who defines them? And obviously when it starts to impact other people, the answer has to be, there needs to be something, right, that that protects people who are there for their own reasons. I guess the to Eric's point. I mean, who, who's governing this? Is it is it self governed? Are we letting the technology govern us? And and it goes back to the main point of this: is who, who's driving the technology and for what purpose? And do we as humans have a say in it? Do we do we ha are we forced? to let every negative scenario play out before we realize that oh, that was, that was a crappy idea. Um, so everyone has to hit and, and then only then do we actually put some kind of control in place to prevent it or, or do we get ahead of it and, and figure out, well, these are the scenarios that are just going to be mm. really crappy and we should do something now to, uh, to get ahead of that. 
I know. Yeah, do we create laws, right? Do we create mm. and carry IRL laws about abuse and hate speech mm. and and you know physical? Do we carry that into the, the metal world, and then you know, where would it be adjudicated by a a, a metaverse judge or mm-hmm. like out in the? It's it's kind of interesting, and and also the the laws we are so used to laws being geographically specific mm. uh, uh, and. In, in a meta world, will we have different, maybe we have different geospaces and here you're in this, this world has this set of laws. This other world is, is lawless. It's up to you, which one you want to go to, but no. Yeah. And laws aside, there are societal norms, right. That we kind of carry with us. And we have maybe on our own little yeah. tribes that we, I mean, some people may joke in a fun way with their friends and, but that's not appropriate in a larger setting. And yeah. it may look completely different in a professional setting. Um, yeah. And I don't know, how, how do you play all those out? When, when is it fun and games with friends? And when does it turn ugly when it's, and how do you know when those settings are which settings? Yeah. But you have a choice. <clears throat> no. Yeah, you do. You don't go there <laughs> or you decide to go in a, in a so world. I'm, 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 a, I'm up for uh, getting beat up. So I decided to go in the metaverse. Well, so I'm going to give you my my choice. I'm going to give you an example. First of all, society as we live it here is is society as we could live it there, right? I mean, just to make it simple, if you're an asshole, you're probably going to be an asshole in the metaverse too, (laughs) right? I mean, that that effect that Diana just just said, you project who you are, you're still yourself. But the difference there is that you could decide to go to Westworld, right? And, and experience something that is completely different from this reality. But you know that you go there and you shoot guns and, and you're free to kill people. I mean, is that ethical? No. But in that world, it may be the experience you want to have. Then maybe you want to be a dragon. Maybe you want to play Dungeons and Dragons and and not have, you know, and have magic power and have technologies or other things that that you don't have in this world. But is a is a choice to to go there now? Of course, I don't justify any sort of abuse. Of course, but the rules will be the rules of the society that you decide to go in. So I, it's complicated. I... <laughs> I, I agree with that. Where I, I start wondering is that what we're, we're starting to talk about engaging in things we were traditionally engaged with in the real world, in, in the meta space. And that could be things like business meetings, conferences. Right. Um, yes. you, yeah. what, what, if we, what if we get into a situation where people are excluded because they don't like the rules. And, and I mean, I know we have to face this in the real world, right? When, when RSA put in rules about, um, you know, what could happen on the show floor and things like that, which is just a code of conduct. And a lot of other conferences created a code mm-hmm. of conduct. Then it became a, a, a choice whether you went there or not. But I, I wonder if we create a place where I don't want to get some sort of click where people can advance in business because they go to, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm sort of flashing back to, I, no. I worked at a, a large consulting company at one point and um, a lot of the like stuff that were, if you wanted to get things done, you went to the cigar bar and drank the the whiskey 
and talked to the folks mm. at the top, you know, and like that was it was super weird for me, but like that's yeah. what I did to to help advance the stuff from my Do you team. still smell like cigars, Dana? All these years later. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I can't get it out. It's like the Grady no. Macbeth's blood. So <laughs> no, what what you said it 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 makes a lot of sense in terms of going back into what world virtual world you move into, right? So if the virtual world is it's just a our society but in in VR, then I think we need to apply the same rules that we apply mm. to our society, meaning respect each other and so forth. If you don't want that rule, then you will go to what I said where you like choose a fantasy world and different rules apply as long as you know what world you're going in, mm. right? So yeah. But if you're in an environment where you're meeting with people like, you know, like, you know, this new medium rooms or whatever they are. And of course, you, you need to respect the code of conduct that you will have in, 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 in our society, given there will be anyway people that don't respect it here. <laughs> and they're not going to respect sure. it there. But here you can enforce them. And, I, and the question yeah, is who enforced it there? And and I think the answer is the owner of that world. The, yeah. It's a commercial rules that you have to make. I don't know. It's 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 a big question in the is how the metaverse is going. I, to I just I feel like we're putting without any governance, we're we're putting the onus on the individual to kind of dis, decipher and determine the world that they're in and their action in it. Because I mean. There are there were games like Grand Theft Auto that were very violent, right? But I don't maybe in later versions. I've never played it, but maybe earlier version. I think it was just you in a game and there was stuff. I don't know if the later versions. Maybe somebody can comment. We interact with each other, but I don't know if an action you had actually impacted somebody live through virtual means, physically on the other side of that. So. You could be as rambunctious and crazy and drive and shoot and do all this weird stuff and not really impact anybody. Mm. And now we're saying you can actually interact with others. And I don't know if we've kind of set the rules to say or made a statement to say you realize actions have a consequence now. Mm. You're not, you may be playing a game, but you're not playing a game that has no, nobody on the other end of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that the site there's, you know, just getting like double clicking on what the psychological consequences of this. I mean, that's what we're really, yeah. you know, talking about. Like, I think it's, yeah, I, I think of this thing in, you know, Star Trek terms, like, is it the holodeck? Is it my holodeck? And if I'm just in a 1930s bar having a drink, but it's my script, if you, that's, that's, you know, okay, that's you. That's, that's fine. But when you're actually impacting others and others are joining that, experience and then you have the ability to either um you know just you you have the freedom to to do whatever you want um you know i go back to marco you know if you're an asshole you're going to be an asshole right and so stuff whenever that whenever that's true we're tripping into that world mm -hmm. that has to be governed by something somebody's because we can we can just i can just put a bet down right now that you know, the worst of humanity is going to show up more than the best. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or maybe the worst is going to show up 
and then the best will catch up maybe if we look at the history of humanity that's that's it it's a it is a new society and and when you i mean when i say you know the wild west it, it, that's a good example again you know you you come here there's no rules you come from a country where there were rules other country but then you arrive to the point where you're like literally this is a wild west <laughs> i don't know if i said that back then but that's what <laughs> you would say and like well we need rule we need some we need certain rules we need to protect people you can't just go around and shooting people but right now i feel like that gaming metaverse that's that's what it is it's like people want to escape the the rules of this society and they want to have fun but nowhere you need you're trying to replicate this society somewhere else so that there the rules need to be the same. And that's not just because you're putting on goggles. I mean, that's the same thing if you're on a chat room. <laughs> Even if you go back like 20, 30 years, don't, if you're abusive, you can be abusive by just texting and, and affect other people's sure. lives. So, you know, that, that in a way, it was a, it was a metaverse in, on its own. It's just another yeah. reality where you represent yourself. It doesn't have to be that you're actually physically well, virtual reality, physical there. I mean, the metaverse is still not really being defined what it is. You talk mm. to different people, they're going to give you a different definition of, of the metaverse. I'm wondering if any of this changes, and I want to get to Eric's news here in a second, but I'm just wondering if any of this changes when it's completely democratized. Because right now you have to have a certain amount of cash to even play in these worlds, right? That's a so, good point. I don't know if, yeah. if it's... Some of these things are because people are feel entitled and feel they have power because they can't afford it. Does does that dynamic change when when more people uh, can afford it? And uh, I don't know. Are there ways for those who have trouble affording it? They can still partake and and they bring a different element to the to the mix. It's interesting because I, I I don't feel That's like th those metaverses are quite representative of full of humanity yet. Right. It's, yeah. it's a subset. No, they're they're not. Absolutely, you're right. Yeah. It's it's still like uh, it's still like only a certain type of of people that go there. Yeah. We're not all rich like Marco and able to buy Oculus. That's right. Do you, you know that I actually I'm wondering why I bought it because I I don't really use it enough <laughs> because I'm like okay I'm gonna play guitar I'm not gonna go in that thing but I'm but I'm fascinated by the sociological aspect of this so this conversation is really really relevant and I think it's gonna be a the big conversation for the future how you democratize it and how you regulate it. Um, so I think it's I think it's so fascinating in that right now as we speak right you know the the U.S. you know government is is looking at like now the dark side of social media when you know it, mm -hmm. it used to be not too long ago you know um, you know I had a really good friend of mine number twenty five at Facebook and I can remember when he said I'm going to work for Facebook and he was working at this other company. And he said, I'm going to Facebook. I'm like, what is that? And he's like, oh, you know, it's kind of like MySpace, but whatever. It's cool. It's going to be big. And, and then he says to me, here's a big career, like, you know, miss for Eric Scow. Hey, do you want to go? It'll be fun. I'm like, no, I'm, not. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever, don't ever I don't tell think my it's going to be that okay? big. <laughs> yeah, don't ever tell my wife that. Okay. 
but um but anyway i think you know then it's like hey you know we're just trying to connect people and like relatives and isn't this fun and then now fast forward there's a very very big time dark side that has huge ramifications that the government is just trying to catch up so then marco to your point like have we learned nothing have we learned nothing like so here comes this other thing and people instead of like trying to get ahead of it it's almost like we need to have things go drastically dramatically wrong then we try to clean up the pieces and go, oh, wait a minute. You mean you're selling my data and I don't even know? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. No, that's not. We. I just wanted to con connect with my grandparents. Like what, what happened to that use case? Like, well, that one's kind of boring. What we really want is your data. So I think it's. What was the year yeah. it was called? 10, $10 million loss because they can't access private information on an oh, iPhone yeah, anymore. Yeah. I think they announced that yes, today or yesterday or something like that. I, I'm still bitter that I didn't go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you could be contributing to the dark side. As you we know, speak. anyway, you know, like I think <laughs> you could be invading you all know, our privacy. To your, point, <laughs> to your point, it's like, what, why, what are we waiting for? And here comes this new thing. And why aren't people stepping in and saying, you know, like, let's, let's get proactive, you know, if, you know, for our citizens, let's get, proactive mm -hmm. and um and not being you know not trying to solve it globally because that's hard but at least try to solve it locally for you know our citizens who are gonna invariably be impacted by this but it's just not you know again it's not something that because it's not huge and and the, and you know diana what you described is not like front page news because yeah. there's other things like dominating that then the attention's not there which is so amazingly like the algorithm lazy on our put, part. <laughs> the algorithm didn't put the news up up to the top. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But such a... Go ahead, Diane. I, I think that there's sort of this emotional sense of like, but it's just an avatar. It's just pixels. And well, right. we've been online for years and people can bully each other in text and stuff. And it's like yeah, but apparently this Proteus effect is when you see an avatar that's you, you start to acquire some of the 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 you know features of that that avatar. So well, you know, it, but why? So let's let's get. I don't know, Sean. Do, do, do you do you want to give uh, Eric news because we're we're spending all this time on this? But like, I I'm actually I'm I think this conversation is all right. Is super interesting and relevant, and I, I, um, yeah. So I'm. All right, so let, let's keep it there. So, yeah. what I'm thinking this about the news that you brought is, so you go in and 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 then you say some people inherit the characteristic of of the avatar that they choose, but isn't there a reason why they choose it to start with? I mean, if I'm gonna pick an avatar that is big and muscular has a big shovel sorry sean and then and a big hammer and it's kind of like a viking that i just want to go and crush everyone i mean think about any you know multi multiplayer game before the metaverse because even that was a metaverse right it still is in a way yeah and 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 you know of course you you're kind of like maybe projecting that kind of person that you would wish you were going to be so then when you go back it's like you even feel more empowered by it, maybe. Um, it's very, very interesting conversation from a 
psychological perspective, because it's not even the technology here. We are talking about the humanity, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think there's also the point, and I'm glad you brought it back to this point, uh, Diana and Marco, you're sticking with it, because it isn't just the impact of that reverse on that individual, right? So that avatar being attacked has an impact on that person. They may carry that with them throughout their day, the weeks, whatever. That likely has an effect on others around them. It might affect their work, might affect their family. Um, yeah. They may, as you said, embrace some of the characteristics or attributes of that avatar and act outwardly in, in the physical world with some of those characteristics. So maybe they grab that shovel that the avatar uses. <laughs> and <laughs> no, but I, I seriously, I mean, they, they might just start to act out. Um, because mm -hmm. of some event that took place in the verse that uh, that they feel they need to it, it's energy right action yeah. has a reaction and, that, and, that it has to go on. somewhere and if they're not in the metaverse any longer i i have done their head they have to release that energy somewhere i have done podcasts about cyberbullying three years ago i mean cyberbullying is going on well it's fixed now marco it's fixed oh okay good <laughs> my point is we, we go back again to you know either you have text as a tool uh, you have a video you have an avatar you have whatever people online feel more empowered i mean look at the stuff that happened on on social media platform like twitter people are just hating each other it's like crazy yeah. so it doesn't matter if then you yeah. have a, you know a, a avatar or, or not you're still affecting millions of people of life i mean you're you're still bullying so I guess those rules yeah. that we're talking about, they should be not only applied in the metaverse, they should be applied in, on social media as well. And who is enforcing those? If, if Facebook, again, <laughs> decide not to do anything, or Twitter, um, who else is going to do it? It's their platform. So they either decide to, be, to do the right thing or, mm. or not. It's... Uh, I miss MySpace. I'm thinking to, I want to recreate an account there, actually. Especially now it's all about music. So, like, I think I'm going for it. <laughs> it, it. You know, it is funny, like, thinking about, it's like we have, we've just developed another way to traumatize people. I mean, we bully, we can bully them uh, in Twitter, as Eric was pointing out, to make people feel bad about the way that they look or their ability to do things because we've, we've flaunted on Instagram and make everybody jealous and, and now... Yeah, and, and and other people and people feel like they're wrong if they're not doing that. And now, yeah, here we go as we go into meta worlds where we're kind of ourselves. We don't go in as trolls. I think a lot of the the newer metaverse environments are where our avatars are supposed to be. They're they're kind of they're human. They're kind of like us. And and yeah, are we now just creating another place for ourselves to? get traumatized online, which and there is, is really more sad because that's not the intent. There is more senses. The moment you're developing tactile, you know, haptics and all of oh, that. right, and, yeah. And full body. I mean, again, I, I'm a big fan of Ready Player oh, yeah. One. So, you know, it, it, I can think the metaverse, the way that the Klein described it, the author, and it makes you think about a lot. I mean, he had some vision about what it could be. 
and I think he's on 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 a lot of things. And and you know, it's that that's the other thing. I mean, what if you put the an optic suit like they do in in, in Ready Player One, and they go in the oasis, and at that point, an abuse it, it become physical. So are we setting up for that kind of stuff? Would, would it be out of out of uh, range to maybe spin this for how, how this might be okay? Because <laughs> I mean, we're we're digging deeper and deeper in all the all the potential. Digging, the good, the good, the good, yeah, yeah. the good, the good. Because right at the beginning, Diana, you mentioned that somebody might have a, a physical attribute that that uh, they're not comfortable with, and and the avatar they pick gives them a sense of feeling or, or being other than what they feel in the, in the physical world. And I'm wondering, in, in previous episodes, we talked about kind of this idea of throwing away boundaries of the physical world and entering into these uh, worlds of metaverse that we can think differently and push beyond boundaries. And I think we talked about in the context of, well, if I, if I try these different combinations of materials, I can find this new material that's stronger and lighter or whatever, you know, yeah. chemical engineering or mechanical engineering. We can do things in these worlds. And I'm, so I'm wondering, are there any, are there any positive? There is a gazillion uh, of positive. I, I love yeah. the yeah. one there. Cause I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, I think the, you know, one of the things that just comes to mind is that, okay, I, this might sound like, you know, I'm riffing off the, the word that's been said a bunch of times, but that movie Avatar, where the that one military guy who doesn't have use of his legs, you know, he's in that world and he's now he's now like running around. And I mean, think about that suit, Marco, where you know you some dis disability, whether it's with your legs or you know paraplegic, and then you enter this world and you're you're running in like a virtual Olympic race. Like that would be, yeah. I mean, think about how freeing that that would be for for people to kind of like like spend you know think i mean i'm gonna go spend the weekend surfing when i could never do that in the real world or i spend the weekend whatever i just think i think there are opportunities that are pretty exciting like for for people that or just being able to experience things that are not on the table in the physical world for whatever reason, whether it's disability or whatever, whatever it is, or it could just be like fear. Like I don't yeah. want to skydive. The, man, the I, mental, the mental health too. Yeah. Or I just want to do this. I'm thinking making, making that friend you would never meet or, yeah. or become totally. friendly with. Yeah. yeah. Having Absolutely. a pet. Yeah. I mean, virtual pets, you can get pretty attached to them. They, they look pretty realistic. They, you know, purr bark and i'm and some children can't have pets because they're and, and it's company or... and think about you know as yeah. we're wrapping here we're like you know the internet done a lot and social media with all the bad things that we always say about it for for minority you know people have been able to find mm -hmm. those of their kind sure you put yourself out there but you can create community where you can interact with somebody like you that is in the Philippines, as in Egypt or, or South America, for example. And I, I can see the the metaverse to be the extension of that. I was actually talking to a, a better version. I'm not going to mention what it is, but it's a new metaverse where you, you buy a rock. You know, it's a planet. It's, it's, a, it's an asteroid. And then you build your own community and you decide who comes in, who doesn't, what is the function of it. 
and you can again you can do you can build the you know the 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 you can build hell and you can build heaven. You can build a community that is doing something good and you can build that one that is going to do like, you know, it's uh, it's hell, right? Like literally. And it's your choice eventually to go there. Now, the problem becomes when it's not your choice and when people take advantage of that and, and abuse yeah. you. And, that's, and, and I think if you do the community and you, sorry, you establish those rules, and then somebody behave like, you know, in a way that is not uh, according to the rule of that community, like acceptance and, and community feeling and doing good, then you know what? That's the, that's the virtual door. I'm going to virtually kick you out and close it behind you. Mm. So, but there is a lot of good things coming. But we got it. Eric said it right. We got to think about it before we actually slam ourselves. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> by design, right? And security, build security and privacy by design. And so we have to yeah. think about the consequences instead of we just create these large social experiments and put them out there and they go, oh, maybe we need to force correct after. Yeah, there you go. Diana, you brought such a such a news that we, we just went with it the entire Love episode. It. So Love it. I think we can finish oh, with a with a really good positive note and, and say, you know, at the end is what we say at the beginning in, in the intro. Mm. It's what we make of it. It can be utopia or dystopia. Right now we have the opportunity to, to begin to begin with the right foot. Are right. we gonna do it? The right rock. I don't know. Yeah. Rock on. Yes, rock on. Dig in. Bring your own shovel. <laughs> Bring your own shovel, yes. All right, Diana, we know you have to run. We're going to yep. say the goodbye here. And, say uh, goodbye. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, Eric. Eric. Thank you for having me. Oh, Enjoy it. On, man. You need to come back because yes. we want to hear your news. And, uh, I would love right. to. Love You're always love welcome. You. Yeah, take care. Sure. All, All right. right. Sean. I'm taking us out. Blue Lava is the first business platform for CISOs to manage their security program. Blue Lava guides security leaders to effectively measure, optimize, and communicate their security program with confidence and ease in one platform. Learn more at bluelava.net. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Through the Tech Vine podcast. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.